Hi, everybody, and welcome to No Story is Sacred. If you've never listened before, basically, we're four siblings who grew up talking about the art of storytelling. And now that we're adults, we're still talking about it, and we're inviting you to join the conversation. I'm Brendan, and one of these days I'll write something, I guess. But you know what? Today is not that day. It's it's coming for you, man. It's coming for you. Ask not for whom the writer's friends nag. They nag for thee. (laughs) I got nagged this morning on Twitter about (gasps) it, and then Brendan Mm -hmm. comes in. Who nagged you? (laughs) So I can give them a fucking medal. (laughs) They They know who they are. Her name is Nina. She tagged the No Story is Sacred account, which is when Brendan swooped in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you know, listeners, if you harass Pippin and tell her to write her book, we may or may not actually retweet you. The harassment thing's kind of bad. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Lightly nag. That's the key. That's the, that's the sweet spot. <laughs> Sip your tea, and as you're sipping, go, how's that book coming, Pip? <laughs> <laughs> so- and better yet, do it to Pippin and not to me. <laughs> that is oh, wait, the wait, true wait, answer. Wait. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. How's that book coming, cat? Fuck off. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. How's uh, that book yeah. coming, Bran? Yeah. Oh, no. He's oh, no. implied by Ewan Petard. But wait, who else <laughs> is on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Al. You do work at your own uh, pace. I love you. And whenever you're ready, I'm ready to read it. Oh, thank you. Aha. You're welcome. I'm not willing to wait, Alex. Oh. <laughs> I'm willing to wait for it. So so that was my introduction. What about you guys? <laughs> so, I'm Pippin. Uh, I am much aligned. No, I'm much... I'm Pippin, and I'm much maligned. There we go. Uh, and also, I'm just very tired. <laughs> I'm Alex, and... The ideas come to me. It's the writing them down that's the hard part. The ideas start coming, they don't stop coming? Wait. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure that made sense. What's up? I'm the rules and I hit the ground running. <laughs> Didn't make this. You're an all-star. <laughs> get your... Uh, get your book sold. Now. Get paid. <laughs> get paid. Uh, get paid indeed. Indeed. Let's all just drink a cup of tea to that one. Uh, and I'm Kat, and uh, I am an all-star. <laughs> <laughs> Thereby guaranteeing that you have to keep that unedited. Damn it. <laughs> oh, it no sense. <sighs> well, today, we're returning to one of our favorite games that we like to call The Wheel of Tropes. Wheel tropes. of Tropes! <laughs> no, 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 it's Wheel of tropes. <laughs> Wheel of tropes. Turn, turn, turn. Tell, Tell us the story, story that we will should burn. Burn? What? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty accurate. We yeah. Burn them. If it's yeah. the first draft, yeah. Uh, oh. Burn. So uh, we'll be uh, selecting tropes at random to construct a group story live on air. Well, Woo! recorded uh, on air, but... Yeah. Recorded. Yeah, recorded uh, live. We're not pre-scripting this or anything like that. Oh, no. If we scripted this, it would be better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speak hate that for yourself. Truth. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you write your book recently? Wow. <laughs> so so, so if wrong. you want specific 
content warnings, check out the show notes at nostoriasacred.com, because who knows where our shenanigans are going to take us today. We can make some educated guesses, but... <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm probably going to swear. I don't remember if I have already or not. I definitely <laughs> fucking have. <laughs> uh-huh. right, a uh, coffee shop eh? what? <laughs> yeah what <laughs> it's not my fault that coffee shop I use are perfect AU hmm. alternate universe thank you so uh, hey, Al you were saying uh, should we uh, describe the ru- the rules of Wheel of, of Tropes absolutely well, go on uh, <laughs> yeah go for it Al oh shit yes each of us has hits random on a t- on a trope generator of our, our choice. Due to the random nature, the person that presses his button has to slot it into following things to define the setting slash world, the protagonist, the allies, antagonists, call to action, inciting incident, complication, climax, and resolution. Nice. I'm glad that we actually uh, uh, differentiate between climax and resolution. Because everybody <laughs> yeah, needs aftercare. Thank you! Yep. But Good I'm saying. Wow. And uh, actually, I, I did a recent change to this. Uh, before, when it said protagonists' allies, or protagonists' friends, I just changed it to allies, because yeah. that Good call. sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> it took 50 episodes to figure out the word allies. <laughs> well, we could actually just set it to side characters, but that... <laughs> no, fuck that. Okay, okay. Uh, though, we could actually uh, set uh, set these tropes to other uh, story framing devices be- besides uh, this, such as the, uh, you know, doing the her- hero's j- journey and just screwing the fuck out of it to, <laughs> to screw with Campbell. Fucking was it Campbell? Campbell. It was it was Joseph Campbell. Okay, okay. Uh, that being said, let's stick with this one for now. Let's you know because we've done one like this, we can do another one like this, and then we can fuck it up in future. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that's the basic description. Uh, what what uh, generators are you guys uh, using? I'm sticking to my favorite, the, the tough guy to fantasy land. <laughs> nice. See, I'm sticking with uh, TV tropes because uh, a covers everything. I am going a little different this time. I have a set of Rory's Story Cubes. Oh, what are those? Uh, <laughs> they are a set of nine dice, uh, six-sided dice, and each side has a little little picture on them. And so I'll be selecting one at random and rolling it and see what picture comes up, and I will attempt to justify. Nice, nice. And um, I'm going a little different as well. I have, um, in my vast collection of books, I have, I think, every annual edition of the year's best fantasy and horror that have come out uh-huh. through, I think, I have at least 20 volumes, so tell you that. I have uh, randomly chosen uh, the year's best fantasy and horror uh, 14th annual edition. This is edited by Ellen Datlow and Terry Windling. Uh, it's from 2001. And what I will do is I will randomly when the situation calls upon it, flip open the book, and whatever the title of the story is will be my random thing. <laughs> Not sure how I feel about this horror thing. Listen, how bad can the titles be, Pippin? Ha, 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 The thing that I ate mean, Pippin. Oh, no! <laughs> well, I mean... You can't uh, see my face right now, but... <laughs> I mean, what, what can't... What, uh, what, as a... 
as a character, what can you do with is get out? Eh? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Me. Oh. Okay, Pip, go. <laughs> All right. Okay, Pip. <laughs> oh. My random trope is evil is bigger. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> What's that? Basically how in David and David versus Goliath, you know how Goliath is huge? Oh. Huh? Oh, like it, giant it, snakes. Yeah, giant snakes. Um, the sample picture is Ganondorf from The Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. uh, who tends to be either a really tall buff dude or some monstrous sort of pig sort of creature, generally bigger and imposing. Bowser. Uh, then Bowser is bigger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sort of thing. Okay. All right. So where do you want to put that? Well, gosh. Man, I have an opportunity here. Uh oh. To to either you slide this in the obvious place, mm-hmm. uh, or try to make something weird. Make, make it, it weird. weird. Make, make it, it weird. weird. Oh God. I mean, what if this were a world? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In a world. In a world. A big uh, world. No, where bigger. <laughs> <laughs> where things perceived as evil, uh, mm-hmm. or things that are, are bigger are perceived as evil. Ooh, a fine difference. Ah. Oh. Uh, so it becomes this weird sort of phrenology thing. Phrenology? Good Ooh. word pulled out of your pocket right there. Oh, uh, yeah. All those Victorian classes paid off. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Had to eventually. Wow. You know, I wrote a tweet once where someone was all like, he all made fun of me for all those... Classes I took in Victorian lit, but guess who picked a lock with a hairpin? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so maybe this is you know a world where <laughs> I'm going to say it: size matters. Uh. And maybe we have a hero who is you know. Hey, you can't take big. protagonist, madam. You've I'm already just setting saying, world in this world. Where evil things are bigger, or bigger things are perceived as evil. Mm-hmm. It'd be an interesting twist, but you're right, you're right. I was trying to take every... Take <laughs> all take the things, Pippin. Listen. Okay. This is just who I am. That's a person. <laughs> Love me. So we have a baseline of bigger things being perceived as evil. And or possibly actually being evil. Let's not box ourselves in. Yeah. True. True. Well, I was trying not to box them in in my language, but yeah. All right. Uh, Ooh, can I go next? Sure. I mean, unless you were, were you really jonesing nope. for it? Okay. Nope. I have. Oh, holy shit! God <laughs> damn it! <laughs> don't worry, Pip. Don't worry. It's it's fine. The title I have uh, I have turned to is a short story by Ben Pastor, and the title is Achilles's Grave. Now, Achilles is. Uh, I, Wait, uh, can you say the title again? What? Achilles, Achilles's, Achilles's grave? Achilles? Achilles, fuck off. Achilles's grave. How about that? Can you say it again for me? Achilles' (laughs) grave? Achilles's grave. So Achilles- The possessive Achilles' grave. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, the grave of Achilles. There we go. No, I have to do it right. It's the, it's his story. I have to respect that. Okay. Uh, Achilles was a Greek guy. Same hero. 
Does anybody remember what Achilles did? Fought in the Trojan War. Uh, he was the guy with the bad ankle. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the guy uh, with the oh, bad ankle. Shit, yeah. Immortal except for his ankle. But, this, uh, but the title implies a grave. He's dead. Killed by your own weakness. Gay. Gay. <laughs> Super gay. Uh, unpronounceable name. Some of us didn't have a problem with it. Wow. Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually gonna put, I'm gonna put that under call to action. Somebody's dead. The hero is dead. Dun dun dun. Uh, Achilles wasn't the hero, he was just some fucking dude at the Trojan War. Well, he was kind of the he's, most kick-ass soldier. He's kind of a big deal. He was. <laughs> Hercules was a big deal, so, um. But Hercules wasn't at the, like, Trojan War. I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna call that the call, the call to action. Um, somebody's dead by their own weakness. Uh, somebody God blessed, maybe. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna see where it goes. I'm gonna feel this one out, but that's where we're at. I'm taking okay. call Wait. to action. I just want to establish that when I called a kiddies gay before, it's because he is right. You know that, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah, totally yeah. fucking gay. Everyone. I knows. mean, okay. he might be bisexual. That's Let's not. Queer. I mean. <laughs> Queer, I think, really covers the umbrella of any, I, including historical uh, social norms. I just want to be queer. sure, because you can barely remember his name or his role in the Trojan War. Okay. So I wanted to be sure you knew about Patroclus. <laughs> Who? Patroclus is like the best, man. Weirdly, I don't remember how to pronounce Achilles' name, but I do remember some of their love poetry. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay. What? Uh, right. Me or you, Al? I can go. Okay, go for it. Okay, roll the dice. Dice. I got ecology. <laughs> <laughs> what does the what does the tough guy to fancy land have to say about ecology? Uh, the ecology in a sentence or less. <laughs> it's in a bad way. Ooh! Oh, like the land is in ruins. Well, fantasy land, which means that uh, it's magic, uh, magic ecology, which means, means, you know, all crops will be poor, uh, perhaps because of magic, uh, perhaps because of uh, the king's shit. There are few birds. There's barely any bacteria or insects. Uh, oh, that's fucked. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is a world building issue as well as a plot problem. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, actually, so let's see, where can I put this? Can't take settings and world. Pippin already stole it. And I can't take call to action because you already stole it. stole it. Yeah, I did. So you know what? I'm putting it into complications. Ooh, okay. Ecology. The, the world is dying. Who knows why? Possibly because the author does not do sufficient research. Or because the hero's dead. <gasps> yep. Oh. Dun, 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 dun. dun. Ooh, the hero. The hero is dead. Oh, wait. And the land is dying with him. The person who is supposed to be the hero. Yeah. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So. Oh, so this could be where my cube comes into play. The uh-huh. cube. The cube. Okay, so I'm shaking these dice. And I picked one at random without looking at it. And now I'm going to roll it. Oh, nice sound effect. Okay. The die shows me... A picture of a magnifying glass. So there is a mystery here. That's right. 
we're doing some sort of mystery story. Well, wait a second. Because that sounds awfully setting slash worldish, and Pippin already took that. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. We haven't picked So we genre. know the world is dying, and we have an Achilles grave thing. Mm-hmm. Who killed <gasps> Who killed him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, our protagonist nice. is a, I wouldn't say a detective, but is an investigator of some sort. Okay. Uh, is searching for... Oh. Maybe like a a botanist. Whoever is, yeah, 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 <gasps> searching for the 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 I don't know king's botanist or the the person who's most knowledgeable about the land, and they have gone missing. And evidently, we will find out that that person did. But they were supposed to be the one who is going to save the kingdom from rack and ruin. They could be, yeah, like uh, the wizard or who knows what. We'll figure that I'm one out into later. King's botanist. <laughs> What if the protagonist works for the fantasy equivalent of the USDA? <gasps> yeah. I love it. Oh, I can tell you that in agrarian cultures, it's kind of important to keep track of, like, for instance, what you're doing with your land, because uh, you can easily tire it out, and then you have fuck all land. Uh, rotate fallow. these crops, y'all. Gotta rotate the crops. Gotta, you gotta grow some shit that, like, maybe you don't really need need, but it helps the other plants. Like, this is what, called uh, clover. What, what, yeah. What, what, the, isn't, it, isn't there like something called like that called the apocalypse book or doomsday book or something thing book that's like really uh, ominous but actually really? Eh. I think the doomsday wasn't that taxes. Oh yeah, yeah. But it did sound very ominous. You're right. <laughs> I, I got distracted by the fact that fictional me in Stardew Valley doesn't need to rotate crops. <laughs> fictional you in Stardew Valley is lucky that her land is still uh, usable. Arable. Amazing after six years. Uh, I just grow a lot of melons. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so, yeah, that's where that's where I mean, fantasy worlds don't talk about that shit. Not enough, anyway. And now we might be. That right? and Who knows? their tax system and how they do accounting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm bringing uh, you all down with me. Sigh. All right, who's going next? Anyway. Uh, I Come believe in. it's my back to my turn. Yep, go for Random it. Random Uh I got, <laughs> I got boisterous bruiser. Wait, what? Boisterous bruiser. What is a boisterous bruiser? That is a good question. The The sample image here is of a cartoon version of uh, Aquaman. Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, sure. Happily side-hugging, uh, I think it's Green Arrow, who did not look prepared for uh, that much hugging. Just all this. Yeah, the boisterous bruiser is a fun guy to be around. Uh, uh, oh, no. I think we can guess where this is going. Most likely to be the big guy in a five-man band. <laughs> I think uh, they know where this has to go. But yeah, Journey, fun and big and can probably kick your ass. But is lovable. Uh, you know, bone-crushing bear hugs. Who's that guy in Full Metal Alchemist with with the bald head but the curly cue in the front? Armstrong. Yep. Armstrong seems like a bo- uh, boisterous bruiser. Thor seems like a boisterous bruiser. Thor, yeah. Thor, yeah. Uh, technically, uh, Jane from Firefly, I could see that being a boisterous bruiser. Mm. Though Jane is less likable. Yeah, yeah. L- much less likable, but he is extremely bruiser. <laughs> True. Grog. 
Grog. <laughs> oh, ye. Grog. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you guys like that. Yeah. Okay. Where are you putting them? Or her? Well, you know oh where my it has gosh. to go. Oh, man. You just put that in the protagonist, so I can't make the big guy be the good guy in a world where big things are evil. There's allies. <gasps> this friend. Make him. Yeah. It's, sometimes it's okay to go with the tradition, man. Yeah. Because C- here's the thing, Pip. We have an investigator protagonist. Of course, we'll have the big burly best friend that travels no. with them on the adventures. No, see, there it's it's an enemies to friends because he's big. He's part of the early adventure, and they start uh, working yeah. together. He's an ally, oh. not a friend yet. But of course, all these books, like the book, it, it's like the friends we made along the way. Boisterous Bruiser is one of them, proving wrong the idea that evil mm. is bad. Oh yeah, basically, a uh, Pam in uh, Archer Dreamland. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Pip, so, so you're gonna put it there? You gonna do it? Do it, do it, do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in allies. Yeah. Uh, which I think we established it's not the same thing as friends, but can become yep. so. Yep. And then maybe lovers. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is go a lot of ways. A lot of ways. Alright, uh am I next? Uh sure. Or is it you? I forget. Uh, I think it's, I think it's you. And then it's me. Okay, Alex we're gonna, gonna flip no, through wait. again. Yeah. Uh, we're going to flip through the year's best fantasy and horror again. Year's best fantasy and horror. Let's actually use our words correctly. Uh, flipping through the book. And, oh no. Oh dear. What did you get? Um, I got uh, a short story by Dennis Etchison called My Present Wife. So we uh, know who the yeah. at- antagonist is. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh no. My Present Wife is the... T- Okay. Oh my God. Guys, 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 guys. Oh my God. Okay. Check this out. The protagonist is married to the antagonist. Oh, but, no. but, uh, they have to do some kind of investigation, comes across the boisterous bruiser, believes the boisterous bruiser at first is the bad guy. They become unlikely friends. <laughs> Uh, and work together, and then it turns out, somehow, that it's the present wife. We'll get to that, don't worry. But the protagonist, I'm saying, is a dude, so is the boisterous bruiser. They fall in love, Pippin, because Achilles' grave. (laughs) Here's the thing. (laughs) Yes? This is weirdly starting to remind me of Godzilla, King of Monsters. (laughs) I claim the fifth. I don't know anything about Godzilla King of Monsters. Can you tell us about that briefly? Uh, well, it just came out. Uh, I did not like it. Uh, I hated every single human character and I wanted them all to die at the end, including the kid. That says something. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, the monsters, I understood their motivations. I got weirdly upset that they wasted their one <laughs> use of the F-bomb. Because it clearly should have gone to the kid and said it went to some random soldier. Oh, boo. Like Give children swears. Give children... Wait. <laughs> well, she, by children, it was she was played by Millie Bobby Brown. She was like 14. Oh, okay. But she clearly should have said, fuck you, mom, or something like that. But no, evil is uh, bigger. Uh, all the monsters are fucking huge. Uh, and perceived as evil by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one is... That one with the three heads that has a name. I remember Godzilla and Mothra. Uh, <gasps> Mothra! I love Mothra. Mothra is literally a giant fucking moth in this. And yes, she's real is. pretty. 
Oh my god. Anyway, uh, the protagonist uh, is the annoying dude. I super want to die. <laughs> but works with wolves these days. Uh, so sort of uh, works with nature, sort of what we were saying. Eventually becomes an ally of Godzilla, even though he hates him. Huh. Uh, uh, the antagonist is his ex-wife. <gasps> oh no! I'm not actually sure they ever got a divorce. So, uh, but they have been estranged for several years. Oh no! <laughs> uh, the call to action inciting incident doesn't quite work out, but I will point out their other child is dead. Oh no! <laughs> let's let's yeah, move no, on from no. Godzilla. Bas- basically, we can make a better Godzilla. Is what I'm saying. Like that's Godzilla, and that's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> ah yes, our obligatory John Mulaney quote. Yep, thank you, uh, thank you. Anyway, I I I saw a picture forming and it got weird for me. Okay, all right. You know what? I could fuck this up. Should really? I fuck this up or should we stand? Oh. I think I think we should stay on. All right, let's stand. Who's next? Alex. No, that that would be me. You've only got climax and resolution left. All right. <laughs> Random number generator. Don't let me down. Okay, that's just a few pages off. I got curses. Huh. Okay. Curses, as in, you know, curses on the land, curse on your lands, curse on your families, curses on your cows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This could work. This could work. So, yeah, you know where I'm slotting this? Where? Where is it going? Where? It is going in resolution. Good. Nice. Yep, yep, yep. Mm, we're going for a bittersweet potential ending here. Or let's redefine what's a curse and what is evil. Hmm? Yeah, I was yeah. going to say. Yeah, could be. Yeah. We're starting could this be, out yeah. with uh, ideas of uh, what people think is good and what people think are evil. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. We might as well end on that as well. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. Ah, I mean, if okay, you think about it, okay. if you think about it, you know. If uh, you can blight something, that's bad, right? But what if the thing that you blight was uh, a poisonous mushroom that was killing everyone in the land? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There's there's options. Or here. there's the concept of how you have to burn a field to bring it back. Ooh, yes, yeah, yes. Yep. You have to uh, you have to rake a forest and prevent the forest fire. <laughs> <laughs> and like, sure, you 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 have to kill a few goats. But, you know. But the people of the land must eat. Good. There's nothing in, 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 in uh, curse, curse rituals that say you have to, uh, that say you, say you can't have the meat afterwards. Maybe it's an evil fucking goat. You don't know. <laughs> I mean, have you ever looked at a goat? Looked at their eyes? Fair. That's the selection process as far as sacrifice is goats. We find the most evil fucker in the bunch <laughs> and just go for it. <laughs> yes. That's that's the secret of animal sacrifice. Find the evil goat. <laughs> Black Philip. Sorry, did no one else watch The Witch? Was that just me? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, mm. first of all, to hell with oh. all of you. And second of all, uh shut I up. have one slot left. <gasps> so Do it. What could it so be? Good you luck. guys <laughs> we have Roll of the dice here, literally. This is why I wanted to go first. (laughs) (laughs) And Okay, so there's a footprint. The climax involves a footprint. 
So I'm thinking. I mean, our carbon footprint. There's a carbon footprint, uh, but I think this involves some anthropology. It involves actually looking at the history of this land, kingdom, whatever, and discovering that the blight uh, or whatever it is, the thing that killed the botanist in the first place, was all basically caused from within. It was caused by by this society. By man. It's a hubris. <laughs> yep, by man. Um, it's a human footprint, incidentally. What's that? All right, so we have filled in all the blocks to remind listening audience and ourselves. <laughs> uh, so we have setting world uh, is evil is bigger, a protagonist, an investigator, allies, the boisterous bruiser, antagonist, my present wife. <laughs> <laughs> Call to action, Achilles, uh, Pippin say it. Achilles. This grave. <laughs> Complication, <laughs> ecology, climax, footprint, uh, and resolution, curses. <laughs> you know, it makes a weird amount of sense when you put it like that. I know, doesn't it? So, can I can I say when we say evil is uh, is bigger? Can we have like giant fucking evil mushrooms? I'm thinking like big fauna and <gasps> Venus flytraps. Yes. <laughs> you know what? That's a good point. All right, let's let's bring this out here. Fantasy novels always seem to be like medieval style fucking Europe, right? With deciduous mm. uh-huh. trees and maybe conifers, one or two dotted around. No. Why don't we have some like really proper, you know, proper uh, top of the line Amazonian jungle stuff? Sure. I want vines, but not like bullshit vines from, you know, stuff. I want real proper like Venus flytraps. I want the whole thing. Yeah. I want everyone to be overheated so they don't wear much clothing. <laughs> I'm just saying we also have giant ass wolves and stuff like that too. You can have megafauna from like that's snakes, man. It's all snakes, evil snakes. I mean, that's a bit snakes on the Snakes all the way down. Giant llamas? Evil llamas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say evil moose, but that's an oxymoron. Not oxymoron. <laughs> uh the opposite of that. Gilding a lily. Redundant. <laughs> Redundant. Thank you, Brendan. Moose are not evil. They just want to eat your children. Um, oh, <laughs> and don't forget giant insects. Remember, Ugh. that's one of the Ugh. things that Alex brought up during the ecology bit. Well, giant fucking insects. Actually, I brought up no insects, but gi- for, fuck it, giant insects too. Gi- you know, they never talk about giant insects, except, you know, like, oh, there's a black fly or a horse fly. Oh, it bit me. Oh, this is the only insect uh, I will mention in this uh, entire uh, time. Uh, Uh-oh. So I'm picturing, I'm, I'm picturing the conspiracy here with the human footprint. You know, it's the, the, they're discovering it's all man-made, uh, because, hey, this can all be a big allegory for man-made climate change. What? what? I think we, uh, I think we already got that was world is dying. <laughs> not necessarily. Um, but explicitly saying so is important, at least when we're plotting out themes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But here's the thing. Say you're just a regular human in this weird fantasy setting with mega flora and fauna that is, from your perspective, out to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I'm like a society, a civilization that's managed to form in this, I think eventually it comes into my head, kill them all. <laughs> because it's the only way we can become safe. Of course. Of course. <gasps> but we can't tell the people that they're superstitions. Oh my we- god. Wait. 
dude. Uh-huh. Okay, so check this out, guys. Yeah, I, I always think it's it's ridiculous that like there's a major civilization and there's like one person working on something. That is not. I mean, unless there are weird mad scientists out in the boondocks, that is not the way things typically go. You have teams of people, right? You have teams of mad scientists. Exactly. Duh. So I think my pres- check out my mad science poster. <laughs> I, a better poster. Um, I think that my present wife, the antagonist, uh, and Achilles. Um, have been working together on the same problem as part of the kings or leaders or whatever's uh, team to help deal with uh, the, let's say, the encroaching, uh, it, it's a battle between uh, uh, the people creating uh, uh, order out of chaos and the chaos outside, uh, the jungle and the giant insects and whatnot. Um, however... Achilles, the lead on the team, mysteriously dies. She wanted that first author credit. <laughs> we don't know she's the bad guy yet. I want that to be a, a reveal. Um, All right, so she just happens to become first author. It's coincidentally, you know, and so we get like a tender uh, uh, night between the two of them, just being like, you know, I never wanted this, she says, and you don't really realize that, you know, which part of the word that she, you know, she's emphasizing. Um, you know, but I, I guess I have to take the role. Somebody has to do something. Somebody has to help. And Somebody with conviction. Yeah, shit like that. <laughs> uh, because, oh, yeah, 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 brainwave here. Do it. Jump. Uh, the Achilles. Yep. Uh, the lead scientist, mm-hmm. uh, for lack of a better term. Uh, they actually come to the realization epiphany or whatever that killing the mega flora and fauna is a really stupid idea <gasps> yes mm. that will fuck up the entire thing the ecology one might yeah. say <laughs> yes and is we discover over the course of investigating this and revealing the mystery that they were about to reveal that secret <gasps> yes Murdered to keep the status quo. Nice. Because the status is not quo. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh my gosh. Guys. Uh-huh. What if this is all, let's say, let, let's call this maybe like a bottle episode type situation. What if the investigator is actually, like, he, yeah, he's married to uh, one of the scientists or whatever. But... They're all part of an exploratory team that is uh, collecting samples of the megafauna and whatnot to bring back to their city uh, to come up with the uh, uh, thing that's going to explode all the things. In the course of this, one, Achilles dies mysteriously. Uh-huh. So our investigator was actually there. He's there as, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe he's like the camping guy, the guy who knows how to camp. You know? Okay. Like the ranger. He's the ranger type. Yeah, he's the ranger. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. So he's the ranger. So he's like thrust into the position of being like, well, shit, I guess I got to solve this fucking mystery now (laughs) and keep everybody alive. Um, Because for all we know, we, you know, there's something hunting us from the outside, you know? And here's where the boisterous bruiser comes in. Because the boisterous bruiser is actually some people who already live uh, from like another city or some, I don't know. He's living out there in the wild. Yes, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Uh, and he's big like them because they've learned. Oh, wait. Okay. You guys got to stop me here. I'm worried that I'm treading into like the virtuous native type shit. Oh. Can someone help me out here? <sighs> well, it just uh, has evolved to adapt, has adapted to the world rather than trying to change the world. What if he was a criminal who ran away? Maybe they've been shoving all their criminals out into the woods to get eaten. Australia. Oh, so they're Australian. Yes. It's, he's Australian. He is Thor. Played by Chris Hebsworth. Give us a call. <laughs> okay. There we go. So, uh, he, he pops up. Uh, so our ranger investigator is like, holy shit, you're killing our people. Uh, I gotta stop you. But also, I don't real, I didn't realize that you could survive out here and you're kind of odd. And our dude's like, hey, don't kill me. But also, hey, do you have beer? Cause it's been a while. so the ranger has to work with the boisterous bruiser but meanwhile at the same time still solve this mystery and also meanwhile the science you know his wife has stepped up to first chair or where the fuck it's called and um she's like we we gotta keep we got we gotta finish the mission right right they've returned to the capital right and are with all of basically yeah they're following through on the research, Where's right? Where the explodey juices, I mean... What? <laughs> I, I got distracted imagining the IRB report <laughs> uh, <laughs> when the primary investigator huh, is, dies under mysterious dies. circumstances. Oh, what happens uh. to the grant money, man? Oh, no. So... Meanwhile, but complication, that's built into the story. That's built into the world building. Giant bugs fucking attack them. Uh, the water's trying to poison them. It's all fucked up. Ah. So what if, with the climax, the ranger, we said, mm-hmm. discovers his uh, his wife's papers where all the science is actually being kept? <laughs> <gasps> oh, her book, her notebook, her... Uh... Yeah. Yeah. So she he can see the actual data... And the fake data. <gasps> She's been faking her data. That's bad science. It is very oh bad science. God. That's what Dude. really makes her a villain. Like, no, like, uh, first, like, wait a moment. These numbers aren't adding up. What do you mean? Well, these are the numbers I gave her. But uh, according to this base and here, she shouldn't get this result. Oh, but if if someone died during the investigation, no one's going to do a follow up study to you. Know, Mm-mm. You got to solve check. this. This problem's got to be solved asap. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. clearly we've uh, it, it's because it's that whole call to action. It's been instigated. Like this is just further proof, right? Mm-hmm. Further proof that things are going bad. I was thinking that good science is uh, repeatable. Mm. Uh, but. You know, to keep people from trying to repeat this one mm-hmm. uh, and collect the same data, uh, someone died. We can't let his sacrifice go to waste. Yeah, and and no one's going to uh, redo it. Uh, it is too dangerous. IRB is not going to let that fly. Not the second time. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, academic institutions don't want to have, re- you know, verification studies do something original come on but verification is so important but yeah (laughs) i know (laughs) my opinions about academia let me show you them um (laughs) uh but yeah so there isn't gonna be any verifications uh studies uh on this bad science for a lot of reasons bad academia and murder bad science (laughs) which is worse you decide and 
And then there's the resolution of the curse. Al, uh, do you have any thoughts? So we've been, the story has been kind of, we've been building, has been kind of been grounded in science. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How does curses... Science? <laughs> I already made that reference. <laughs> Listen, it did already be made more than once. <laughs> Listen, from what? my heart and from my hand, how can people understand my <laughs> intentions? That's the tagline of the book. There you go. Oh my god, yes, because that's, that's the antagonist all over. Uh, but no, uh... But curses are kind of very magic. Not as they can be metaphorical. That can be metaphorical, but also remember we have um, our Australians out in the in the wilderness. How did they manage to survive? I mean, an idea off the top of my head, Al. Yeah, is like in order to save the planet, the society as we know it has to kind of be completely reshaped you know they go off into the woods and live the <gasps> live the wild life transhumanism transhumanism in order to survive we have to destroy human society dun 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 i feel like this took a dark turn i don't know like i anytime there's like we have to create a uh, dystopia in order to survive yeah i always yeah i always remember things like you know what happens to the babies in the NICU yeah you know? <sighs> You got to think about that stuff. That's what happens when people are like, "Why well, want anarchy?" What happens to the babies in the NICU? Then I read that once as a Tumblr thing. Be like, just never forget them, man. Then instead of complete anarchy, just destroy the establishment, man. <laughs> <gasps> I do like a sta- destroying establishment. You know, here's a question. Yeah, is the royalty or power structure that be? complicit with Ooh. the present wife's evil shenanigans i mean Good question i mean any uh entrenched power structure or is it is implicit with world destruction but you know yeah well yeah, but i i don't know i'm kind of into the idea of like this just being a a general power th- you know a, a a general society type thing that yeah. do it it's doing its best <laughs> <laughs> I had a thought. Go. About, oh, no. about, <laughs> shut up. Uh, about, uh, what curses can be. And one of my least favorite Doctor Who moments ever. <laughs> okay. Being one, the Christmas special, uh, where the 10th Doctor first shows up. Okay. Is that the one and, with Donna? Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. Uh, it's with Rose. Oh, oh, okay. And, uh, oh gosh. The primary, uh, Minister Harriet. Uh, mm-hmm. she always Harriet says Jones. her name and you forget it. <laughs> I know. I remembered Harriet. Harriet Jones, Prime Minister. Uh, yes, we know who you are. Is the thing where she, uh, gives the command to, to kill the aliens, uh, who in her defense try to kill them first. <laughs> uh, and the doctor gets mad because that's who he is as a person now. <laughs> Spend the whole episode trying to figure out who he is and who he is an asshole. Uh, <laughs> not that you have opinions about this. Pippin. Listen, I I do love ten, but nine is a superior doctor. Um, but what he does to completely destroy her power is he goes to her assistant's assistant and whispers in his ear, "Doesn't she look tired?" Bullshit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's bullshit and it's sexist and it's awful. But it's words and societal uh, expectations. uh expectations. Uh, yeah. Uh, and how those sort of things, and it was a version of a curse. 
There wasn't any magic involved. There was just people. People being assholes. Yeah. You're like, that's my doctor. <laughs> Listen, I liked Nine, who... Just wandered oh. around being upset in the leather coat. <laughs> yeah, it was so great. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying that Ten might have pulled that plunger. Anyway, pushed <clears> the <throat> plunger. But yeah, it could be something like that. Uh, starting uh, those whispers uh, against a uh, known power. Oh, oh, oh. Like, for instance, because Invest, uh, uh, Ranger uh, and, and Thor are buddies now. They can go on like a not a speaking tour, but you know they they the ending shot is them like them together going back to the city like normal sized dude and gigantic dude going in and they're just gonna hit the bars one at a time telling it like it is. That reminds a me a whisper campaign. Yes. <laughs> that reminds me of a different Doctor Who. <laughs> okay, Pippin. <laughs> You've had enough. <laughs> this, is, this is who I am. You have to accept me. <laughs> we're, cutting you, we're cutting you off, kid. Listen, that one involved Martha Jones. I know, honey. So it seems like we have a basic framework of a really weird story going on here. But I'm into it. Yeah. yeah. Are you going to write it? Shut up. <laughs> we know I'm not allowed to say things like that anymore. So, so just to, to recap before we do a uh, maybe a trope lightning round here. Mm-hmm. uh we have our megaflora and fauna world that, at least on the surface, looks like it's out to kill us all. Mm-hmm. Megafauna threat or menace. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, ease up, Jay Jonah. Um, <laughs> we have our protagonist, who is a ranger. I like that. Uh, that was part of an expeditionary group with uh, the kind of science group that's out investigating this uh Mega flora and fauna uh, uh, threat. Mm-hmm. The lead investigator, the prince, oh, the the principal investigator gets killed Murder. by something, <laughs> and the investigator starts investigating. Uh, initial blame is pinned on this big boisterous bruiser from uh, wild Australia. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the 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 present wife. Uh, the now lead researcher is doing evil stuff. For the greater good. Though Ranger does not realize it. Of course not. Not until, I, I think, I think she actually pulls off the, uh, the plan. That's why, like, we start seeing this, this, uh, blight happen. <gasps> oh, good call. Good call. There, we have to see that it was a legitimate, like, that Achilles was right. Yep. <laughs> yep. We have our investigator discovering the truth uh, in the climax, and we have uh, him and the the boisterous bruiser essentially toppling the power structure at the end. Yeah. But does this, as I'm summarizing here, do they solve the blight problem, or is this like something that we save for like a follow up story? Like Actually- we solve the immediate danger. I think that they have. To, I, I think that they have to do it as a follow up. Um, yeah. Yeah. There. Uh. Shit's already started. Like this is theoretically the beginning of the end, and now it's uh, uh. Bruiser and Ranger have to convince the populace. Wait a second. We actually have to step up because again, this is all an allegory for uh climate change. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. But also, it gets in the feeling of that you know curses being the resolution. Like yes, it's a whisper campaign, but also the other part of the meaning of that, which is that it's kind of a downer. 
Like we have a lot of shit to do, everyone. Yeah, and not much time to do. Um, it. And then you know you have a nice opening for book two. Yeah, yay! Which is them getting kicked cool. out of a bar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the perfect beginning of any story. Let's be real. <laughs> Pippin, <laughs> is there something you have to tell us? I've never been thrown out of a bar. So I had an idea for our lightning round here. <gasps> yes. I still have a number of story cubes left. Uh-oh. I could roll four of them, tell you what the shapes are, and then each of you picks one. To do. And then do what? I don't know. Make an extra trope or something out of it to tack onto the story somehow. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Because we've done that before, yeah, right? Sure. I'm game. Yeah, let's try this thing out. Yeah, let's do it. It's our podcast. All we right. do what we want. All right. Roll that crazy dice. Okay. The symbols I found here, this is going to be kind of weird, but uh, you can interpret them however, and you can claim one as whenever you feel like. I have a picture of what looks like a handheld cell phone. I have (laughs) the smiling and sad faces as if, like, you know, the classical drama faces. Damn it. There is an airplane. (laughs) And there is a light bulb. Uh, I'll take airplane. I'll take light bulb. And I dibs on uh, drama and comedy. Okay. And I guess I have cell phone by... Right. So, you know what uh, I'm going to uh, do with a light bulb? Hmm. Age of invention. What? (gasps) Uh. Nice. Oh, that's their technological level. Yep, yep. Oh, that's why. Oh, shit. That's the age of, en- like, it's it's not age of enlightenment. It's a little bit further. That's why they're doing crazy science shit. Yeah, they're they're like, let's just, just hook this, uh, uh, this elephant into an uh, electricity generator and see what happens. Oh, no. <laughs> this was a terrible idea. But oh. it sold so many tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and good propaganda for my current. <laughs> Ugh. Fucking Edison. Right, 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 right. The real villain. Yeah, so Edison all along, and not the friends we made along yeah, the so way. So obviously, 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 he, our red herring villain. Uh huh. Uh huh. The guy who's not the boisterous boozer, but uh, we were led to believe that oh, he's the uh, he's a shady manipulator guy. Is obviously going to be an Edison and uh, <laughs> an Edison type. Yep. Yeah, capitalist inventor. We forgot, you know, you gotta have, uh, uh, because it's a mystery, right? You have to have some, you know, red herrings. You have to throw people off the scent. Because otherwise, I mean, people are gonna do it naturally. You're only given so many players on the board, right? Yeah. yeah. One of them has to be the murderer. So you just start knocking them down one at a time. Yep. Because if you throw in like a random person, like at the end, then the, uh, uh, it's like losing a game of Clue because nobody mentioned that, you know, Colonel Fliberty gibbet was an option. Yeah. That's not satisfying. Every yep. all your pieces have to be out there. Yep. The gun has to be on the mantelpiece. Yep, yep. And then like, okay, we think we have what we think is irrefutable evidence instead of it was him and he's dead with a knife in his back. Huh. <laughs> Weird. Weird. I was not expecting that. He was actually eaten last week, but then where did these letters come from? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Okay, he was definitely collaborating, but I don't think it was... Re- I think he was just being opportunistic, not evil. <laughs> he was just being venal, not... 
<sighs> oh, Catholic jokes. So anyway, uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. You're welcome. Um, and that makes, I think, makes mine and Brendan's jobs a lot easier. <laughs> <laughs> Huzzah. Uh, I say, um, uh, so mine's an airplane, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am going to say, uh, I'm, I'm going to take this very loosely, that their preferred mode of communication is uh, via carrier animal. One that flies. Uh, you're, you're kind of limiting Bren there. Wait, why? Mm-hmm. He's got a cell phone. Oh, phone. shit. Uh, fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, here uh, you go. To, to, to not limit me, here's what you do. They have ornithopters. <gasps> do they work well? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Wait, is that you taking mine to help? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to give a suggestion here. You can you you can elaborate how All right, you how about you guys think? Okay, you go. You and go. I'll do okay. mine. You go. Okay. Uh and I uh have the comedy and drama masks. Mhm. Um and what I want to do cuz of again, who I am as a person. I want to talk about the relationships. Uh-huh. Between the ranger, his wife, and the boisterous bruiser. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, the ranger is clearly bisexual. I mean, have you looked at them? Obviously. And he's sort of a more serious uh, kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, or girl. I, I'm not sure we've ever stated their gender. I just want them gay. That's, you know, queer yeah, no. on some spectrum. Yeah. Go on. You know, but they're the more serious types. Because when you're a ranger, you're out in the woods, you know, survival's important, and that's a serious job. Uh, unlike science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're busy drinking strange things just to see what happens to their flora and fauna and their guts. I mean, you like you can't you can't trust scientists. I mean, he loves that about them, but wow. Um, <laughs> but uh, the wife and the boisterous bruiser are, are both like happy, sort of fun people. You know, they they smile a lot. They like to do like small pranks. Yeah. Oh, which is why no one would suspect her of murder. Yes. Or any foul play, really. Yeah. But also explains why they're both his type. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, and it leads us to not suspect because we like uh, because we we end up liking the bruiser. We're like similar to the wife, therefore we like the wife too. Excellent. Okay. Good. Good. Yes. You know, clearly the relationship with the wife is going to end. See above free murder. <laughs> uh, but he's not going to jump into a relationship with uh, the bruiser. Uh, it's just a potential future opportunity for happiness uh, with someone clearly his type oh my god multiple books slow burn yes <laughs> into oh it oh my god they were roommates <laughs> <laughs> there was only one bed one in a cabin they got caught in a snowstorm they got caught in a snowstorm oh my god anyway yeah so that's that's what i'm doing i love that brent save me from myself what do you got well Here's how I figure the cell phone plays in because that does play in with communication. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Specifically, I'm thinking in the uh, lead up to the climax here, the ranger has discovered the truth, mm-hmm. but they are outside of city limits and their normal method of communication is cut off uh, somehow. So it's so I'm interpreting this as a lack of communication. Nice. So that's where we do the race against time uh, he and the boisterous bruiser go like running through the woods they have to like dodge the deadly vines this is where the boisterous bruiser has the chance the chance to shine before we get the political climax in the city nice. because like the bruiser's like no no 
hold on to my back, and then we get, like, <gasps> running through the woods. Oh my god, the uh, twilight option. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, spider monkey. <laughs> okay, I did not remember the quote, Brendan. Good job. <laughs> So that's what that's how I'm interpreting it as a lack of communication. Everybody their thought, usual device. Everybody thought everyone else brought the spare cell phone battery. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it also adds to the the element of danger and claustrophobia. Uh, you know, you're out in the middle of the woods and there's no communication. In fact, that's frequently seen as a uh, uh, in screenwriting or what have you, uh, because modern communication is the way it is. Frequently, people will be like, how can I get rid of the cell phone yep. as quickly as possible? Because if anybody has a cell phone, you solve the problem. <laughs> okay. Oh, no, uh, we're stuck in the woods with no food and there's a murderer. 911. <laughs> well, the, the solution to that is set it in the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's always a solution. But I uh, I mean, and there's a, an argument to be made that's like that's just a lack of creativity in terms of what you can do with cell phones. Uh, or the lack thereof. However, that's not the argument here. The argument here is, Brendan, that's a cool idea. Ah, thank you. Um, I think I got something. Go for it. Okay. All right. Here's what I got. Once again, interpreting very loosely, uh, I would like the city or their civilization to be up against a fairly significant cliff. Okay. So um, one of the things that people do to give the uh, – to make it less – terrible quote-unquote what they do to uh criminals they they stick them on essentially what are uh, uh paragliders <laughs> um and ornithopters and shove them <laughs> off the cliff uh and then they end up in the uh oh oh and then they end up in the jungle below if they can make it back to the city they are forgiven but they never make it back and everyone's like that's because they fucking died out there no that's not why it's because they're like Fuck you, Australia's better. <laughs> but uh, uh, because, you know, crime and punishment is a thing that exists. And uh, let's, you know, we could tie that into their fucking religion. Why not? Get some, uh, uh, you know, if down in the jungle it, and, and in the muck and the dirt is where all the major uh, uh, megafauna and, and bugs are, then the air where you are safe is a uh, is a better thing. Um, and so that's why they want to be up on this cliff. Uh, let's say, oh, they're really high up because, uh, there's less air up there. And, um, honestly, they're smaller, so they can actually go up there. Larger creatures just can't deal with the gravity and lack of air. So then our science team is also having the additional difficulty of being a little bit heavier <laughs> and kind of stoned, uh, when they're closer to the ground. Anyway, science, uh, culture, science. world building, <laughs> get that all in there. So is the ranger like a master ornithopter pilot? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> he just got his ornithopter license. <laughs> he has actually done it before. He's done minor, uh, he's as part of their training. <laughs> um, uh, there is a thing where you can uh, uh, cliff dive uh, and then uh, catch a thermal and come back. I'm saying that that's a thing that's catch possible. Catch a thermal. Shut up. And that's a thing that's possible. <laughs> you know what else? They they really like balloons. They like balloons a lot. Who doesn't? The balloons are tethered, obviously. We don't want to be in danger of other stuff. Ooh, I just had <gasps> a thought. Zeppelins. You could have like a balloon. <laughs> 
like you have the cliff there that means we have like the big elevator that you know is like the huge chain with a platform that's nicely decorated or something that takes you up to the city from the fauna level yes Ooh, what if the city is like the nice shit <laughs> what if there's some stuff near the bottom of the cliff right that's like the lower uh-huh. lower caste stuff you know the poor people who have to deal with the fucking giant insects and they become taller <gasps> which proves that they are less good right dun 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 right oh but they're becoming society but they're becoming taller because they're closer to the uh uh uh, uh, to the forest, Nature. which is that whole, yeah. oh my god, Brendan, genius. Look at that. It's And we're developing culture and world building and showing how that fucks up their entire lives. Woo! Your world building affects your plot. Your plot affects your characters. Your characters affect uh, everything else. It's great. All right. Anyway, cool. So do we have anything else for... Uh, this story, aside from what the hell we'll title it. Well, usually we do the title game, but I think we did this other game of add in more details. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So actually, um, I, I actually would like to call out to the listeners. Oh. Yeah. Listeners. Hey, do you have a title? Come up with a title. Tweet it to us. Email us. Uh, we have lots of ways to get in contact with us. Go to our website, plug it in. Uh, and in a future episode, we will list off our favorites, or possibly all of them, because we love you all equally. Huzzah! I don't. I have favorites. <gasps> Find and out if you're It's the girl listening to this. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey. hey, how you doing? <laughs> if you believe that you are the girl that Pippin is shouting out to, please <laughs> tweet, email, or uh, all right, yeah. let's bring it out, guys. I think this is good. And before, or bigger is not always better. But anyways, <laughs> are we going to, if we actually want to. <laughs> oh. All right. So that was the wheel of tropes. We love tropes. Tropes, 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 uh, As always, if you have an idea or prompt to submit, head on over to nostoriesacred.com slash submission. Follow us on Twitter at No Story is Sacred, or send an email through contact at nostoryissacred.com. Your hosts have been Alex MacDonald, Brendan MacDonald, Pippin MacDonald, and Catherine Crichton. Editing for this episode done by Brendan. Transcript done by Ashley DaCosta. Art by Jay Wolf. Show notes and transcript are available at nostoryissacred.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and please rate, review, and subscribe to No Story is Sacred. You can also visit our Patreon page to support the show and get neat rewards at patreon.com slash nostoriessacred. Uh, see you next time when we talk about the 2003 movie, What a Girl Wants. <laughs> Until then, we're No Story is Sacred, and any story can be changed. I'm Pippin. I'm Alex. I'm Kat. And I'm Brendan. And we're No, no Story, story is, is Sacred. sacred.